If you put your effort and concentration into playing to your potential to be the best that you can be, I don't care what the scoreboard says, at the end of the game, in my book, we're going to be winners. The talent for so many players today, the talent in the spotlight, it's taking them to heights that their character's not strong enough to support. I'm one of those set goals, chief goals. I talked about faith, passion, obviously the drive with the guys that I've been around and the guys that surround me every single day. If I want to be one of the best, I've got to play with and against the best. Okay, so that which gets praised gets repeated. You're listening to The Hardwood Hustle, brought to you by PGC Basketball. Thank you for tuning in. You're listening to the Hardwood Hustle broadcasting here at Emanuel College. I'm your host, Adam Bradley, alongside TJ Rosine. Today, we're going to be talking about becoming an anticipatory coach. But before we do, let's say a quick shout-out to our friends. Hustlers, we've got some things you don't want to miss. Thanks to our friends over at Team Snap for today's communication tip of the episode. This week, I like to challenge coaches to be proactive communicators rather than reactive communicators. Proactive communicators want to get in front of potential miscommunication. They want to get out ahead and make sure nothing happens on the back end. You so often see in sports when a coach has to come back around and circle everyone back up and say, all right, let me, let me go through this again for you. And they say that in a, in a disguise of frustration and anguish because they've already gone through this practice. They've already said it once, sometimes even twice, but it still wasn't heard. I like to challenge coaches in those moments to examine, was there something that was missing that first go around? Was there something you could have done better? Because there's something you could have been more proactive to avoid you having to become reactive. Part of that examination process will help you and I become better communicators. Thanks to our friends over at TeamSnap. Make sure you check out teamsnap.com backslash hustler to learn more about their communication app that is helping bring teams, parents, and players get organized all throughout the season. And thanks to our friends over at Shot Tracker, there's a reason why individuals like Magic Johnson and David Stern have seen this technology and said, we want in. Because the technology is a game changer. And they're doing it in a way that makes it affordable for you and I, the everyday coach, no matter where you are in the country. If you are interested in bringing high-level analytic technology into your gym in an affordable manner that will change the game for you and your program, make sure you check out ShotTracker.com to learn more today. TJ, I was recently uh, uh, in a conversation where we were talking about proactive nature versus reactive nature, and one of the terms that was used in the discussion was this term about becoming an anticipatory coach. So the the ability to coach through anticipation, mm-hmm. right? Anticipating the next thing rather than always reacting to the next thing. You know, good coaches react. Great coaches anticipate, mm-hmm. and and I think it's something that is important for us to talk about because as coaches, we need to get into the habit of anticipating and always trying to look ahead and not just simply sitting where we are in the moment and reacting to things, mm-hmm. but trying to get out in front of things. Yeah, I think both are crucial to coaching. You know, I, I at the end of the day, um, you know, I, one of the reasons I coach in college is because my life was just messed up in college in a lot of ways. You know, I made a lot of decisions, as a lot of us did, and that we would not have chosen to make and we wish we would have done better. What I found in, in working with, with, with college athletes, and I think the same is true for high school and any other level, is at the end of the day, like, you, you want to save them from from things, pain, right? You know, whether it's pain of loss 
whether it's pain of um, just not working hard enough, not understanding how it'll play out in your life. You're trying to save them from as many things. And I think when you're anticipating, that's what you do. Like you're trying to, to make those things happen. However, I've also found that there's no way to avoid the other lessons that you have to learn, right? So there's, those are what we call teachable moments. And I think it's crucial that, that um, we do both of those things. Like we're anticipating, like as we, get, as we coach, we realize, you know, this happened last year and happened this year. What can I do to help avoid this this year? What can I do to save this team from that same pitfall? What can I do to save this young individual from that same pitfall? So I think all of those things that gained knowledge over time helps you to anticipate better. And then I think at the same time, you know, no matter what, probably the level of the problem will escalate or de-escalate or it'll be a different problem. You're going to find those. There's still going to be times when we just have to make sure that when those moments happen, we become the best teacher in that moment that we can. Uh, but I, if we're doing both of those things, we're anticipating trying to solve problems and we're present and ready and available for those teachable moments, I think we'll show up as a really good coach. Absolutely. But the thing is, you won't have to work to be able to react. Like that's just going to happen mm-hmm. in your natural yeah. day. Things are going to happen. You're, you're going to have to react to it. You're yeah. going to have to respond to it. That's just going to happen naturally as you go through the process well, it is but whether you respond well or don't respond well is a whole other how do you grow into that as a-, a teacher absolutely but you know the truth is you know what you know today may not be true tomorrow mm-hmm. you know if you look around like even in the business environment right there were extremely successful businesses that failed to anticipate you yep. know, you think about like companies like Blockbuster or Kodak, you know, these companies were extremely successful. In fact, in many ways, they were innovative, right? Because they came to the market first. Mm-hmm. But their failure to anticipate ended up ruining them, crushing yeah. them, finishing them. You know, and I think oftentimes as coaches, you know, what we know, what got us here won't get us there. And we're so stuck in, you know, there's, there's a term called the curse of confidence, hmm. right? Because pride can create blinders. Mm-hmm. And all of a sudden, you've, you've done things and you've been successful, so you keep doing it, keep doing it, and you're failing to see what's ahead. You're failing to see things happening within your team because you're so caught up in, in your own past successes that, no, you know what you're doing. I, I've got it figured out. Trust me. When we lose the anticipation factor and it could hurt us. Yeah, yeah, you're right. Uh, I think at the end of the day, like some of that stuff is hindsight. You know, they, they probably Blockbuster and Kodak look back and they they wish they'd have known, but they didn't know, right? And but I think what what you can do is gain information and knowledge over time to become a better anticipator of things that might possibly happen, things that could go wrong, things that were going to help your team. And um, I think when you're consumed with thinking about those things, you're you're going to be on the edge of your seat trying to make things better and and the best coaches i've ever been around they do anticipate because it's what's consuming their mind they're thinking about how to make better people how to make better players how to whatever at the end of the day though one of the things that that i think a lot of coaches probably um struggle with is what you mentioned earlier is just the way i've always done it is going to work and and not being able to change um, over the course of time. And I, I do think that can be a fatal curse to a lot of people in, in their, where they actually could be to where they are. You know, if you think about it, big problems today started out as small problems mm-hmm. that we failed to anticipate could become a bigger problem, but it did. You know, so if you do an evaluation within your team, you know, how well do you anticipate as a coach? You know, look at the problems that you think are existing and living in your team right now. Are those things that... You know, if you're honest with yourself, you should have maybe seen, 
right? You maybe should have been able to identify, but you were so caught up, understandably, with all the pressures and the day-to-day and the reacting to this and, and putting out this fire and, and attacking this, you know, that you failed to see those things. You know, as a coach, we have to be as much in the present as we are in the future, right? Mm-hmm. We've got to be faithful with what's in our hand, but absolutely looking forward. Right. So I think as coaches, we need to remind ourselves sometimes and hopefully an episode like this can help do that where you start thinking ahead. You start looking at things. Okay, could this become this? Let's put it out now so it doesn't. I think good coaches oftentimes are borderline paranoid. You know what I mean? (laughs) Like thinking about that. But but the, the flip side of that is I think when you become too paranoid. Oftentimes, you take that stress and pressure out on your players, right? You got to be careful to not be doing that. I think being able to anticipate is the right word because I think when it goes to the level of paranoia, right, you get yourself out of sorts and other people around you out of sorts. But I think most good coaches are borderline with their anticipation is almost paranoia because they're always trying to think of things to be able to do that. But I think you got to be careful not to cross that line. Yeah, and it's certainly a balance, right? We talked about this in other aspects of our life that healthy tension. I think it's almost like a pessimism, too. Right. Like I pessimistically think this could happen and then this could happen. And it's like, wow, you're really uh, a Debbie Downer today. And it's like, well, it's but it's weird. It's like I'm 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 thinking it, but I'm not living it. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like totally that way. You know, like I'm thinking through the negative. I'm thinking through what could become almost like the slippery slope of this process. But like my heart and my mind is not fully living in it, but it's 100% in my head. Yeah, here's here's where that – so I, I can speak from firsthand on that. So I'm always the we're never going to win a game. We're not the worst <laughs> team in America. Like I'm always from that point of view, right? Um, what you have to really be careful of is that can keep you on guard and that can keep you hungry and motivated. You know, you just – that fear. There's a healthy fear there, right? What can be bad is if it ever does come to – fruition if it ever like let's just say well we're not good enough and then all of a sudden you're not good enough and it happens then you can start believing that and you can put your team and you can start you know pigeonholing them into something right so you have to be careful of not letting that go too far i think that um you know i i'm, I'm paranoid i'm 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 a little bit pessimistic at sometimes as far as like who we're going to be who we can be but in the back of my mind i always believe we can fight out of it mm-hmm. you know there's some way for us to fight out of this and get to that place but I, I i've seen it happen the other time and it has happened to me too where i'm like oh we're not gonna be able to do this and then all of a sudden it happens you know and you're like oh okay wait a second how do i bounce back out of this so you, i don't think you can let it drag you down if you're going to be one of those people that is going to be somewhat pessimistic like things aren't going to be you cannot let that actually when it comes to life ruin you you got to be able to fight back out of that you know i think there's two healthy practices two things that i do that that coaches feel free to to do as well that i think help us become more anticipatory and build that habit of anticipating scenarios and theories Mm. right spend some time thinking through scenarios you know like man if we lose two in a row like how's my team gonna be like even though you're not there yet and you hope you don't get there but start thinking through so and so's injured who's gonna play there so and so yeah yeah there's a ton of scenarios can you see x player getting frustrated with y issue can you see the opponents knowing exactly what you do you know is your style of play only gonna get you so far right start thinking through all these different scenarios do you see future relationship issues do you see two stars you know potentially butting heads heads at some point like start going through this practice of the hypothetical scenarios Mm -hmm. simply to get you in the habit of thinking ahead thinking forward and start planning right because then when it comes if it comes it's not a complete shock you've actually thought about that and and that's when you know you look at some of the best coaches they always seem to have a, a grasp of things yeah because most likely they've already started processing it 
even though it never happened before. If you're not anticipating, then you have to process the whole thing when it comes, and you're much less likely to get through it quickly because you haven't even done the pre-work to processing it. So I think that's why it's important to go through the the, um, practice of anticipating those things is because if you've already thought through the things that could happen, will happen, might happen, then you're gonna get through it faster. And if you haven't thought about those things, you haven't anticipated, then there's a whole nother step of, okay, now what do I do? And then, you know, that could be two or three games, you know, or it could be even worse than that if situation, if you're not not anticipating. And I think, look, I always say this, good players are never caught off guard. You know, like good players, they don't, they don't, they're never caught up. They're not surprised when so and so goes back door. They're not surprised when coach calls four people off the baseline. They're not surprised when they, when anything happens because good players are always on guard. And I think that's the same for coaches. Like good coaches aren't caught off guard. Like you, you know, hey, injuries happen. It's part of the game. So and so had you know. In, in not, now there's times, right? We all get caught off guard, and that's just a lesson we got to put in the back pocket and we got to learn. But you want to get caught off guard as as little as possible, and I think that happens when you anticipate. Are you a coach that is two steps ahead? Are you a coach that is three steps ahead? Are you a coach that's just barely ahead? Mm. You know, where are you on that spectrum? You know, evaluate yourself. You know, are you a coach that's looking ahead? Are you evaluating hypothetical scenarios simply for the preparation standpoint? Second thing, the theories. This may be different, but like I think about like um, visionaries and pioneers. I think about a guy like Rick Torbett, right, as it relates to positionless basketball. Almost thinking this theory that at some point the game could go to a point where like it's a bunch of small guys and and they're playing positionless basketball what theories if you spend time thinking about different theories i think about this from a business standpoint i think about where's the market going to go you know what direction is is technology going to take us what is this going to look like in 5 years mm-hmm. you start doing these theories these high level theories and it may sound crazy but it begins to build this habit inside you to be anticipating i think about it all the time from like a leadership standpoint like what's going to be next from a podcast standpoint what are people going to do next in five years what's a podcast going to look like compared to what it is today simply just guessing simply just trying to get my mind there Mm -hmm. right so i can start thinking you know like so so what's high school basketball going to look like in five years? What's the team dynamic? You know, what's the NBA going to look like? Are the bigs going to come back and, and, and start dominating the game again? Start thinking about theories and big picture like that. It may sound crazy on the surface, but I promise you it will start building habits to allow you to start thinking and anticipating more. Yeah, you know, the funny thing is a lot of times, it can, it's kind of funny, but sometimes winners are the hardest to think forward. You know what I mean? Like one of the biggest, the, the hardest steps I think for I see coaches is from to success to bigger success. You know what I mean? Like let's just say that you're you're winning 20 games. So what you're doing is winning you 20 games a year, but you're second and you're third and you're fourth, but you're not number one. You know, it's like, well, I don't want to change what I'm doing. I'm right there at second or third. But it might take a drastic change to be number one. And a lot of times people in that position are the ones that have the hardest time making the anticipation of what or anticipating what the next step will be because you're in a comfort zone and you don't want to get out of that comfort zone. But a lot of times you've we've talked about this a ton on the show. But um, at the end of the day, like getting out of that comfort zone may be what you need to be able to get to that championship. And so if you've anticipated well and things have worked out for your way, are there any gaps? 
traps in your anticipation right now that could be holding you back? I think you need to evaluate that. Like, is there anything that I've gotten comfortable with that I've stopped anticipating? Yeah, you know, I think the last thing, if you're going to be an extremely successful coach, do not run the risk of failing to anticipate, right? Failing to evolve, failing to think ahead because the game could pass you by. I hate to say that, but the game is going to continue moving, right? The, the, your, your players are going to continue moving. And if you're not thinking ahead, they may surpass you and then you're trying to catch up. And I don't think that's a healthy place to be as a coach. So listen, coaches, hopefully this conversation about becoming an anticipatory coach helped kind of light up your conscious and, and get you thinking and evaluating yourself. Um, if you have any questions, always you can go to hardwoodhustle.com, send an email to TJ and I. But I am Adam. He is TJ. Together we are the Hardwood Hustle. Till next time, we're out.